Are you gay? Do you know someone who's gay? If you answered yes to either question, hi, I'm Parker, and this is Parker's Pointless Podcast, where every week I talk about some pointless thought that was floating around in my little noggin. These topics will range from pop culture, to film and television, to politics, and to things happening in my own personal life. All of which I am not qualified to speak on, but because I am gay and delusional, I find the confidence and conviction within me to speak as if I am a professional. On today's episode, I'm joined by my friend Kit as we talk about living and thriving outside of the binary. Let's get into it, shall we? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Parker's Pointless Podcast. It's me, Parker, da-da-da-da-da, we already know. I'm so happy to have you all here. Happy Monday or whatever day you're listening to this podcast. I hope your day is going wonderfully and beautifully, and I hope the rest of your week goes just the same. Well, on today's episode, I'm joined by a very special guest to continue celebrating Pride Month and Pride in Ourselves. Please welcome to the pod, Kit Myring. OMG, guys. Absolutely. Thank you, Solomon. Me and Kit knew each other in high school, you guys, and we're going to talk about that in this episode, but when I was coming up with, you know, the content for what I wanted planned, I was like, I have, to, we, me and Kit are like, we always kiki on Twitter. Yes. Like, we'll always be in each other's comment sections, in each other's DMs, just talking shit or like adding on to something that we have to say. And so I knew I had to have you here. So thank you for being here oh today. Oh my God, my Twitter bestie. It is just... <laughs> It is so beautifully serendipitous to be here, honestly. Oh, serendipitous? Just, I mean, it's our month. We're here. It is We're our living. month. Yeah. I live. And so, funny story, me and Kit went to high school together. We also, like, we didn't go, we weren't in the theater, because as you guys know from a previous episode, I did theater at Musical Theater Village. Kit also did theater at Musical Theater Village. Yeah. But our paths weren't at the same time. Yeah. I think you were there right before me, yes. and then I came in, like, right as you were leaving. Yeah. So, like, our paths never crossed there, but they did cross at school. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and we both weren't like our in our full queer selves in high school. No, no. We we're very much in our little eggshells of our personas. Mm-hmm. And then we've now busted out since. So, but we'll talk about that in this episode. But let me just check my notes because I'm already my brain is already flying off the handle. Love. <laughs> MTV El Toro Per. Oh my gosh. So that's how we know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, how's your Pride Month going thus far? It's been lovely, you know. It's it, I, I got to go to, like I said, I went to Hollywood yesterday. That was lovely. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to, like, spend time with as many queer friends as possible. You know, I, I I need to work, unfortunately. It's very homophobic. Like, I'm pretty, like, right? low on funds this month. But it's great because we went we went on a trip last month. So that was cool. So we it made it worth London. it. So it was so worth it. So work. lovely. I got to see Brokeback Mountain and, you know, start the, the gay festivities oh, there. Oh, in, in London. Yes. I thought you were talking about you actually saw, like, where they filmed Brokeback oh, Mountain. Oh, could you I was imagine? Like, oh. How was <laughs> I went Brokeback to the barn. Mountain, by the way? It was gay. amazing. It was gay as hell. I wish it was more. It was only 90 minutes, no intermission, and very Work. serious. I wish it was longer. And it's I love a 90-minute show with no intermission. It was Me one of the too. few times where I was like, I wish there was more because it was it was fantastic. It was really cool. And it was Mike Feist and Yes, Lucas Hedges. Why Lucas Hedges was in what? Uh Lady Bird, um, Manchester by the Sea. Uh you'd know him. He's he he's I think Is he queer? I believe he's straight, but I actually oh. don't know. He's played some gay characters before, but I don't know if he's ever declared or whatnot. However, I will say, phenomenal. Did a Work. phenomenal job in that play. 
Yeah. I didn't write that down in my notes for us to talk about today, but I really yeah. do want to talk about with you, especially mm-hmm. like our mm-hmm. thoughts on non-queer people playing queer roles Ugh. and what the development of that has been yes. in our own lives as performers and actors, because Kate and I are both in the industry and, you know, we have, we have, uh, talk shit back and forth about yes. just what, it, what, what our experiences have been like in the industry, but we'll get Truly. to that. Yeah. But before we get to that, we have to do Parker's Pipe and Hot Take. Of the week. And I actually have two today, you guys. So as you all know, I live I live and breathe as a, as a hot take. Mm. So when I write the notes out for what I do for each episode, I tend to change it as the days go on, um, depending on how far in advance I write out the episode. And so this one has changed probably about three times. So I'm going to give you all two. Hot take number one. Me and Kate were actually talking about this as we were walking in. But Kit currently lives in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. I currently live in Long Beach, both of which are located in Los Angeles County. Correct? Correct. Correct. Geography says correct. So when we both go to like more LA proper, so places like Hollywood, Silver Lake, East Hollywood, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, Culver City, that kind of area of LA, like the central portion of LA. And we tell people that we where we live, people are like, oh. As if it's like I've literally gotten people like, but you don't want to stay there, right? You're gonna move, right? Like you don't want you want to like move to downtown, or and I'm like, you're like are you joking? Like, literally, <laughs> I'm like, I think you might be on something because literally, when, first of all, when did I say that or imply that? Yeah, and also, I want you to explain to me with your words mm. why I would pay double the rent to live in an apartment that is infested with roaches yes. next to the 101 North. <sighs> With, with no, no no street parking, no street parking, nope. no grocery store in sight. Yeah, I can't. The Nothing's community walkable. is not walkable. No. Exactly. There's no public transportation. Mm. Like the public infrastructure is just rotted. Yes. And you want me to suffer here so that I can be closer to WeHo, girl? It's not it. It's I'd rather just it. drive 35 to 45 minutes Truly. and live in somewhere that is near the beach, mm-hmm. cute, mm-hmm. slay, and queer, and yes. I don't have to worry about anything. Yes, I've. Cute. I have families in my neighborhood. Like I'm in like kind of like a little. We live in a duplex, so we're renting the downstairs of a mm-hmm. house. And I literally live on a street with neighborhoods, and it's so lovely. And it's like the most like, I don't know. It's just having kids on my street is so right. lovely. And right. like I'm down, like I'm down by a like a elementary school and stuff, and it's just so lovely. And I just I have friends who live in downtown LA, and whenever they say, "Oh, you need to come over," or whatever, I'm like. Are you going to pay for my street parking? Like, are right? you going to, like, what, am I Ubering? Am I going to pay, like, $40 to Uber to you? Like, it literally pains me. I had someone, like, literally living in Hollywood. They're like, I live in Hollywood, like, on the quarter of, like, oh, my God, like, Lankersham or something. Like, it was something yeah. crazy, some crazy central area. And we spent 30 minutes circling for parking. And they finally were like, maybe if you park, like, a mile away, we'll come pick you up. And then we can bring you to the garage. And I'm like, what is what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, and you're willingly living in this existence of turmoil. Yes. For what? For what? So that you can be close to the studios that you're not going to book a job at. Oh my gosh. Oops. And that's the funny thing is every audition I've had, I ha- I, my drive is 15 to 30 minutes max for any. And then I just there get to go home and it's so nice. Right? And like, I, and I get to park on my street. <laughs> and also all of the auditions I've ever had are always in either North, North Hollywood, Hollywood, Studio City, Burbank. Van Nuys, yeah. Burbank. Or, like, the surrounding areas. I've never had an audition in Central Hollywood. Mm -mm. I've never had an audition in, like, 
I mean, I'll, Santa Monica too. Yeah. Like I've never, but never in the center core of yeah. where everyone's like, this is a hot spot to live. Yeah. Like girl for what? Yes. No, truly. Okay. So we were, I was telling Parker this as I came in, we were at pride in Hollywood yesterday, like walking, looking at all the stars and everything, you know, on the ground. And me and my friends are going, wow, I really don't think I've been here since I was like a kid. Like mm -hmm. I, I, it's been since I saw like a dirty Mickey mouse in a costume on the street, you know, like that Literally. was the last time I've been here. And this lady turned to me and goes, does it smell like poop to you? And I laughed and I was like, I mean, yeah, everywhere. And she goes, oh, yeah, right. We're in Hollywood. So embarrassing. <laughs> and I was like, like literally kind of the mood. Yeah, it is embarrassing to be here. Right and now. also like even like the the hierarchy of L.A., yeah. I feel like downtown L.A. gets a really bad rap mm -hmm. versus Hollywood. But I'm like, I would say it's the exact opposite. I'm like, I love going to downtown LA Downtown's when fun. I do because yeah. it's cute like there is a lot of I mean there's a lot going on so oh, parking yeah. is kind of a nightmare but all the public transportation connects there mm -hmm. the it's really walkable lots of museums yeah. the Amundsen is there I love going to the Amundsen oh love that area. um and just there's lots of restaurants like when I go to Pantages or something mm -hmm. I'm like hmm, where should I get dinner um Chipotle or, or Shake Shack or, or yeah literally I'm like there's no like cute restaurants anywhere around here and the bars next door are like really weird yeah walking distance forget about it and <laughs> also I'm like everything smells like pee that was the worst part of yesterday was the smells Urine. the mm -hmm. the the assault of smells on your senses right it's, it's actually so funny because as I was hungry the street meat smelled amazing all the people with the hot dogs and then as soon as I ate the rest of the day, I was nauseous smelling that smell. And I was just like, You're like never mm, again. Mm, 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 mm. And it was just, it was mixing with the leather and the body odor and the scents and the musk of everyone. Uh, yeah. And that it, it was just too it much was too to much. handle. And everyone took the metro in. So we all just smelled like pee. Of course. I, that's my friends who went to um, like Mariah Carey. Because if you Ooh. guys don't know, Mariah Carey and Megan Thee Stallion performed at mm -hmm. LA Pride. So for all of you non gays that don't know, there is multiple Pride events in. Los Angeles. There is WeHo Pride, which was weekend one of June. LA Pride, which is weekend two of June. I'm not sure what's three and four. I'm sure there's probably definitely something because people love to turn up every single weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I heard WeHo was crazy this past weekend. Like crazy, 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 yeah. which I was, I'm too afraid. But <laughs> I had a lot of friends who went to Mariah and they all took public transportation back. I was like, oh, wow. I love, li I love living in New York. Could you imagine? The subway. Yes. Oh. But we need more. We, no, we, we are not anywhere near where we need to be with public transportation. So that's a different story for a different day. Did you see the exciting thing, though? No. Because L.A. is hosting the Olympics in 2028. There is mm -hmm. a huge push. There's going to be a people mover building uh, being moved, built in LAX. Okay. So it's going to move that. people around. Yes. Yes. My friend, actually, Noah Clark, shout out, made this TikTok. He's looking at all the construction projects and things, public transportation and all that, because they said, the population of LA in 2028 during the Olympics is going to like triple quadruple and our infrastructure and our transportation is not ready for that. So they are literally pushing to build better public transportation to get you from LAX to where you need to go different. Ugh. Supposedly. I mean, again, all yeah. in theory, it sounds amazing. Let's see how much gets done in four right. years. It tends to, things tend to take a while. Yeah. So yeah, but I have hope now. Me too. And I, I remember, like, because the freeways have, I mean, if you live in California, you guys know the freeways are in a constant state of under construction. And if they aren't, something's going wrong. Mm -hmm. And they're because, popping your tires, if not, because uh, there's, like, some right. hole and, yeah. <laughs> and some nails and some, like, gravel on the street. Yeah. Ugh. But, yeah, we can talk about public, tra public transportation in a whole different oh, episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. my hot take number two, this yes. is my second one. I actually talked about this on TikTok yesterday. So if you've heard me talk about this before, you're going to hear me talk about it again. Um, if you are dating someone 
man, woman, non-binary person, whoever, if you are with a person in a relationship and this person is a person that will shout or yell or be disrespectful to a public or not public service, a service member or a service worker, for example, a waiter or a waitress, a restaurant worker, whoever they may be, if they're outwardly disrespectful to a worker Mm. in public, you need to dump them Mm. like immediately. That is more than a red flag because if they're willing to be disrespectful to you or willing to be disrespectful to a complete stranger in public in front of other people, (gasps) there is no stopping them from being disrespectful or even abusive to you in private. Behind closed doors? Absolutely. I Um, mean, that should not be a hot take, even though it unfortunately is. I'm just like, yeah, that should be the norm. But Oh my God, like some people, I swear some people like love watching people abuse or that's my honey, you get them girl. Like what is happening? It is so disgusting. And like, not that this has happened to me outwardly necessarily, um, but I would, I would never date someone like that, of course. And if I saw someone who did that, I would be like, you rot. Yes. But I specifically, like it's, I've seen this more so than the other, but like I, you know, very gay serving brunch. I will usually have an immediate connection with the female or the feminine energy at the table because we just share that. And like I was serving this couple yesterday. They were like probably our age. And me and the girl were like chatty, chatty, chatty. And the guy was just sitting there. And like even when he was ordering, he was like not making direct eye contact with me, was like really quiet. And then when there was like their food took a while, like he was the one that had a problem. And I was like, girl, I'm like, you are too hot and too nice and too wonderful to be dating this like – scab of a person truly. like truly. it and it also to me that screams that anyone who does that has never worked in a service position literally because it's like i i don't care if literally i'm at del taco and they have two people and like they are just like completely like i don't care if it took two hours i will see that they are struggling and be like it's okay don't literally. worry about it because like, i'm like i been there yeah. all, all have and we're like it's not your fault like we know whatever is happening it's usually not the service person's fault never and the idea that like people could not put themselves in their shoes and like try and make their life just like a little bit easier like to me when i walk up to someone who is actively working a job i'm mm-hmm. like embarrassed to be in their presence because i'm like oh like, i hate that i'm, I'm probably inconvenienced like, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry I'm yes sorry. and maybe that's like the millennial in me who's yeah. like just constantly apologizing for existing but right. like I just, I don't want to make anyone's day worse than it is because I know if they're working, they're already probably having a terrible day. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's like a minimum wage job where you're like, yes. damn, you are probably, you hate your life right oh now because I would too. Yeah. If you're not sitting in an office at your cushy little computer, like answering one email per hour, like I, 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 I don't feel bad for those people. I feel bad for service people. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, they're just bombarded with work the whole time. Yes. They're the ones doing the most for the least. Like. Literally. Uh, so girls hot girls dump your ugly boyfriends drop them what the because hell is that? you guys are too hot to be dating ugly men it, drop it them pains me and there's so many lovely people out there in the Literally. world date the service person my goodness they know how to treat people right see there you go so if you're hot and you're dating someone ugly don't do that anymore mm. and that's all i have to say mm. all right kid i would really love to hear your hot takes of the week because i just know that they're spicy and yes I hear. oh my gosh okay well do you want my really um, okay. So I Whatever two. order you want to go and you I know. tell me. I think I'm going to hmm, – I'll start with my really, really tame one because okay. it makes me less nervous. But I know it's going to be extremely controversial. This is my hot take, and it is um, true to me. Maybe it's not true to others, but I am – I believe with my whole heart when a baked good has chocolate in it, it is better cold, not warm. 
Okay. I like love, a chocolate croissant sort of vibe. I want to crunch into that chocolate. I don't want it oozing on my face. I don't want it melting. Mm. And I know that is very controversial, but there's something about the texture of mm-hmm. a crunchy, crunchy like, chocolate. <coughs> chocolate. Mm. I think that's so much better. See, that was really tame. That was really tame. And now I have a really hot one. Okay. <laughs> now, I want to hear the next okay, one. Here's the hot one. <clears throat> and it kind of actually, I was listening to your your episode with um, Betty. <gasps> yeah. It a little bit is going to go off of the therapy talk. Okay. Also, maybe because I've been watching the ultimatum, the queer version, and I'm so sick of this phrase. Okay. What is it? My truth. My truth, your truth. I don't think there is such thing. I think there is the truth and my perception of reality and your perception of reality. Right. Because here's the thing. My truth is that vaccines work, but maybe anti-vaxxers' truth is that they don't. One is right and one is wrong. Like, that's right. not how truth works. Right. And I hate this new, like, it's this weird, it's kind of what Betty was saying. The yeah. therapy speak of like, okay, well, my truth is that blah, 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 blah. And I was right. watch people just say, I was watching TV and I'm watching people just say these, like, bold lies and mm-hmm. be like, well, here's my truth. And then the other person's like, okay, great, but that's not what happened. And they're like, well, how dare you go against my truth? And I'm like, I think we need to acknowledge that there is the truth, but that based on all of our experiences, we have different perceptions of reality. And we have to acknowledge that. Like I acknowledge that the way you have been treated in life is probably very different than I have. And right. maybe you've got some beliefs that are different than mine. Right. But it doesn't mean your truth is different than mine. Right. It's your perception of it. <laughs> that, I don't even think that's controversial at all because yeah. I think that is so correct. Because literally some bitches are so in another reality that I'm like, I love that for you. And yeah. I love that you are so floating through space. And that's fine. But also like, let's, let's not be dumb. Yes. And let's, you know, there is one life happening for all of us at the same mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and we're all experiencing it differently. So Absolutely. it's the experience of it that's, that we can discuss. Absolutely. Not the reality of itself. Yes. And it's, and I think, I think that kind of idea just is, is our problem with like life in general, not necessarily people saying like my truth, that statement, but like for straight people who've only ever had their experience in the right. world and straight, it's like, of course they can't understand what we've experienced right. or like, or even just to the point of like, when I try and explain gender to people or my concept of gender yeah. and being non-binary and I'll have like women be like, well, I mean, I was a tomboy growing up and da da da. And it's like their perception of how they dealt with it. Right. And it, and it's to them that makes sense. So like, why can't I just see it their way? Well, yeah, they were a tomboy growing up, but they still got married and had kids. So why can't I? You're like, um, and it's like, okay, but your experience isn't just, the fact and truth and right. the wherewithal. And I think that's a lot of people have just fallen into that pattern of speaking. And I mm-hmm. think TikTok is kind of like a little bit guilty of that too. Oh, where it's yeah. like, just because you have a platform doesn't mean you're an expert. Right. Just because you have one experience doesn't mean you're the expert in that. Yeah, so I I, I think it's, a, I, I'm not gonna totally blame TikTok. I'll blame right. the internet in general, right. but. There's there be, there becomes this thing where it's like if you have this platform and you speak in this very authoritative tone on your experience and you have all these followers and all in this echo chamber of mm-hmm. people being like, yes, go off, mama. Yes, queen. That's right. I have this, too. <laughs> and it's like all of a sudden you realize you're like, wait, I'm watching a 14 year old say they self-diagnosed with schizophrenia. Like, I don't know if this person <laughs> is Literally. like actually like the expert on yeah. this. Yeah. And so I think that's just like this dangerous 
I don't know, behavior and like almost, I don't want to say trend, but like it, it's become yeah. this thing of like when when you start to get people backing you up and like just yesing whatever you say, right. I do sort of believe that people are like, oh, okay, I am I am the expert now. And how dare you contradict me? I guess. Exactly. I guess this, and I'm not going to claim to know anything on this topic. It's, I, I know maybe like, I know what I've seen and that's it. But I, I understand there's obviously this huge community on TikTok mm -hmm. that identifies um, with DID or having that disorder mm -hmm. um, or being a system, what have you. And I guess recently a uh, m college or medical, some research paper was published that kind of disqualified a lot of the things that a lot of DID TikTokers were saying. Mm -hmm. They were saying, this is what we believe about the disease, whatever, here's our research findings. And so it caused this uproar in the DID community and they are bashing this institution saying this is not what we believe whatever I think that's very interesting yeah. because those types of people are the ones saying I did my own research I did my own research and yeah. it's like were you not just researching what these institutions institutions had already put out yeah that's my question and so it I'd say just my hot take is this to sum it all up after 10 minutes of talking just because they have a platform doesn't mean they're an expert. Maybe I'll say that. Just because a lot of people take. listen to it Just doesn't mean it's right. They're very popular doesn't mean it's necessarily right. Period. Is that? I listen. I fully agree. And I spicy. remember hearing something in that same vein that was like, "My train of thought literally just left the station." Um, let me try to get her cool. back. It's okay. Um, oh, when people were talking, this was like mostly during like the peak of COVID with not only just vaccines, but just like COVID in general yes. that people are like, Oh, I'm doing my own research, which is yes. like, you're not actually like the qualitative definition of research is not what you are doing. A Google search is not research. Yeah. Research is like conducting studies, going to the lab. What's your like, control? What's your, yeah. Like where's what is your like controlled the, the scientific method yes. is what is research. Yes. You are not doing research. You are Google searching. Those yes. are not the same thing. Yes. You went to Google university. Oh, well, it's just like, and truly the thing of like, okay, so why is it when the anti-vaxxers were saying I did my own research, we were like, mm. but if it's like, oh, I, I self-diagnosed with this mental illness, I did my own research and that's valid. Where's, why can one be True, not one correct, is not. And the other, yeah, yeah. Like, where, where is where is the line of that? The, the cognitive dissonance. The, literally, is cognitive dissonance is dissonancing. And again, I'm not saying I'm not saying these people are wrong or right. I'm more just I don't know. Guess bringing up to light the inconsistencies of it all because right. I think it's a dangerous game we're playing. <laughs> like, and this might even be a hot take, if you will. But I'm. This is more rather than being related to like contemporary events. This is more related to like history and like you know past events but people's like understanding of history through the relationship or their relationships with their family members where they're like oh well my grandparent or my great-grandparent or whoever it may be experienced this event this way therefore their experience and because they told it to me and they experienced it is the only reality yeah where i'm like that's not necessarily correct because i'm like because then i i was thinking about it like you could relate it to any portion of history in any corner of the world which it's like of course like their experience is valid and it's like that is you know a part of the puzzle of course. but it's not like you can't take their word as the only the sense singular, of fact yes experience, right. absolutely and then i was thinking about applying that i'm like because i'm like when we're old and we have potentially grandkids and imagine like the grandkids asking us about our experience with the pandemic because mm -hmm. that's obviously going to be in history books in the future 
Mm. Like our take on the pandemic is not going to be the the truth. It's oh going to be our experience, like like you said, yes. our experience with the truth, not the truth itself. Oh, exactly. So I'm like, how we, how how those kids are going to hear about us talk about it? I'm like, what if that kid's their grandparents was an anti-vaxxer or a person a COVID denier? Oh, exactly. Then I'm like, so that kid's going to be like, oh, well, COVID didn't exist because my grandpa said so. Tr- truly, it was. And I experienced this because I lived in L.A. and I was working in Orange County at the mm-hmm. time. And the difference, like when I was, well, I worked in downtown L.A. I was mm-hmm. doing the Stranger Things yes. show for nine months. And it was the most intense. Like I, I had people who lost parents. I knew people who were literally, I had one of the first people I knew to have COVID was a healthy dancer that I did a show with a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was on a ventilator in the ICU literally in like March of 2020. And he was making posts saying like, I'm crying for my mom right now. I've never been so scared. And that was Uh. my perception of it. And then I would go to Orange County at work where all these moms with their kids were like, we're fine. Look around. We're fine. It's not happening. I'm like, well, yeah. And you're spread out, gorgeous, like rich suburban communities where like it's not actually a threat where you're not having to like be with hundreds of people every day on public transportation. Of course, it doesn't feel real. And so even just seeing that, of this reality of people who were literally like in hospitals losing parents and other people who they don't know a single person who's had it. And so it's just not real to them. Right. It's not an actual threat. And I'm, I think in order to be more smart and conscious, conscientious humans and to move forward after this, Mm -hmm. we have to understand and acknowledge that everyone has their own realities and perceptions of realities. Right. And just be more understanding that, maybe my experience was not as great or as awful as yours. Right. And maybe if yours was more awful, I should shut up and listen. Period. <laughs> and that that ties into the final thought I have of the day, which is, which I've, I've had this thought for a while, and I'm not necessarily anti this, but I am a little skeptical of it. Main character syndrome, Woof. which I, obviously we all get to be the main character in our own life. As and as be. we should. And pursue that fearlessly and like with all reckless or I don't know what I'm saying, you guys. All slay. All slay and <laughs> just really serving, okay? Yes. Because we are the main characters in our own life. Of However, course. we need to acknowledge that life is not uh, like we do not exist in life that way. Mm. And this is where like the the main character of it all, the TikTok of it all, mm. makes me a little scared because mm-hmm. I'm like, life and society is an ensemble piece. It is not a main. Ca- you are not in a movie. Oh, you are not the main character of everyone else's life. Everyone yes. is their own main character, which is great. Individualism is great in in mm. you know pursuing ourselves. But in regards to society, we all exist together, and we all need to coexist. And not even coexist. We need to work together mm. in order to you know make things happen. My question, yeah, for anyone is this: It's have you ever experienced the life changing magic of doing something? for a cause greater than yourself, like coming together. Like maybe we understand this as actors, but like when you're just that little piece in the puzzle of a show and it's like, my job is to walk on, do this thing, move this thing, do that and walk off. It doesn't feel that special, Mm -hmm. but when everyone comes together and does Mm -hmm. it and you make that piece and it works, it's like magic. And that's the thing that I feel like is almost like lost in this country because we're so focused on individualism and like, how can I get ahead instead of everyone else? And it's like, no, how can we like make all of this, I mean, this is getting so like woo woo, but like, yeah. how can we get 
everyone in on the same team and working for the betterment of this community because it's like, oh my God, like, right. it's not all about you, Margaret. Like, it's Literally, not your miss. struggles. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh, well, to segue into what we're actually, you know, into our pride-filled conversations of the day. Oh, what a good um, segue. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna branch away from being, uh, you know, communist socialist vibes. <laughs> and we're going to go into our individualist selves to talk Let's about our own experiences and our perception of our own truths yes. and the truth of, you know, life. Love. So um, I, I'm going to ask this to every guest, as I said in the last episode. Obviously, if you're annoyed with it, you're homophobic. Anyways, so what does pride mean to you? Oh, such a good question. Uh, pride is the – let me hold on. Let me gather my words. Pride is – the display. Nope. I want to get it right. It's the acknowledgement of the fact that we are no longer carrying the shame with us that we've been told we should carry our entire lives or the shame that we've felt. Pride is a display of the fact that we are abandoning everything about us that society tells us should not be. So obviously pride is a protest first and foremost, but I think we came up with that word because overall the biggest thing we carried with ourselves was shame. And it was like, why, why do we have shame for who we are? Oh, because other people are telling us to have mm -hmm. that. I don't think any of us were born with shame. Yeah. We were born the way we were and then people told us the way we were wasn't right and we should be ashamed of that. Right. We should be embarrassed of that. And Instead, it's us saying, um, no, fuck you. We're actually going to be proud of who we are because yeah. there is nothing wrong with us. And the fact that you're creating all these things to say that there is something wrong with us, honey, that's your truth. That's not mine. A lit, a, <laughs> period. And then, I mean, this kind of ties into that. It's like uh, studio audience. Thank you so much thank for the round audience. of applause. I needed that. I needed the validation uh, right i mean we all need it let's be real here we love validation here on the podcast yeah. um what has been your journey to like becoming a pride-filled individual oh my gosh yes. and like abandoning shame like the antithesis of shame becoming prideful yeah i truly, or proud, i should say i mean i i don't know about your experience but mm -hmm. we were talking about this i i it's very hard when you don't i think also for people who are you know i was i'm i'm was born female and so I was raised with these beliefs and people told me all the things that I should be simply because of the genitalia I have. Let's, mm -hmm. let's be real. And I remember, I, I always often get jealous sometimes of gay men who say I always knew because mm -hmm. I did not always know. Yeah, I was told so many things and I would try and force myself to believe them and it's not until looking back through a lens and realizing like, oh, here's all these things that was stuffing down. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's this person I probably had a crush on and just thought it was a best friend because I I did not realize queer was an option. Like right. I truly, I did not know it was a thing. And so I started off with all this shame of feeling like I just didn't fit the norm and that there was something wrong with me, but there was nothing in me saying, oh, you're gay and you need to hide it. It was, I have feelings that I don't understand and recognize. Right. And the things that I've been told I should be feeling, I am not. Right. So men were, when men I knew if boys liked me, I would get this really uncomfortable feeling and mm -hmm. like this nervousness and people would say, well, that's just because you like them back. 
And it's like so right. bizarre to be told things and try and think of them in that way. And then you look back and go, oh my God, that wasn't right at all. Like right. that, I, I was genuinely uncomfortable because I knew he liked me and I didn't like him back. So I was right. really uncomfortable every time he was around me. So taking that shame of feeling like there was something inherently wrong with me and then going, oh my God, there was nothing wrong with me. I was just this different flavor of person right. that didn't fit the mold that everyone thought I should fit. Right. Wow, what a liberating and like wonderful thing. And I think that was how I started to show my pride because I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily, I can be loud when I'm comfortable. Yeah. But like, I'm not necessarily the brightest, most colorful person in the room or like right. whatever, you know, I think, I think the pride flag, it's a bit loud, but yeah. <laughs> right. I'll own some rainbow things. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I realized that pride is recognizing who I am in whatever mold that is that I fit or don't fit. So I identify with a lot of things that are non-binary, but like, I'm mm -hmm. not like a huge, like partier and I don't drink. And right. I feel like sometimes queer people are like, oh, we're the best, we're partiers, we do this, yeah. whatever. And it's realizing like, oh, I don't even need to be ashamed of that. Like, yeah. I'm just that different flavor of queer. Exactly. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. Cause I, I, like you were saying where it's like, you're um you brought up like oh i've i've always been jealous of like gay men who immediately knew or like just knew that that was the thing and like in my own experience it's like i've always known i was gay because i think the vocabulary that we had yes. when we were in high school and junior high i mentioned this on the episode when i talked about just my own experience with my queerness i like prop eight was like very much the language when we were Same. in like junior high yes. and then like that language just kind of carried over into our high school experience obviously it started to like a little bit expand but yeah. like our understanding of queerness was only rooted in sexuality and yes. had no like concept of gender or gender queerness oh my gosh. Uh, until at least we we're like in college. Yeah. And even like, like the, the binary of it all, like drag was defined in the binary. Sexuality was defined in the binary. Absolutely. I literally was thinking about this on my way over here because one of my toxic traits is I love to flirt with straight men. I think it's literally so fun. Oh, I love um, to fall for straight women. I, I get it. It's so fun. <laughs> it's my cute thing I And do. I'm like, I just think it's fun because I'm like, I love to plant seeds into yes. like people's oh. minds to be like, am I a little... The question. You know, exactly. Mm. And I just love to like instill that into other people's brains. And I'm like, I want to be the one that like causes you to be like, hmm, there's a question mark. I, I think it's fun. love that. That was making me think of, okay, my other like kind of hot take was that like, there are so many more people who do not fit the gender binary, binary who are non-binary, who are fluid, whatever, that just don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because you will be talking to people where if they're trying to get it and you're trying to explain it to them, kind of like what I was saying earlier, like, oh, yeah, I've just I've, I never felt like this. I felt more pulled to, you know, like like as an actor, I felt more pulled to male roles. I want to play those, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can just have someone be like, well, yeah, I experienced that, too. And then you kind of go. You're like, and what do you think that mm -hmm. means? Like, and it's just like, it's one of those things of like, well, they think, well, yeah, I have that too, but I'm straight and cis. So, and it's like, no, 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 baby, you're so you're close. Like, you're like almost just keep there. Cracking. Yeah, you're like the little, the little beak is coming out All of the right. shell. Like, and it's, it's wonderful. Exactly. It's beautiful. I love that. And there's that like, you know, you'll see like that 50 year old straight man who like proudly wears high heels on Instagram or whatever, yeah. you know, like those types of debt that are like, I'm a man, but I like heels. And it's like, yes, yes, we're, we're getting there. We're yeah. slowly starting to get right. there. Like it's, you know, it's starting to infiltrate the difference. Right. Yeah. And that's where I think like the breaking down the binary of it all. And also like you're saying, like dropping the shame. And like, because I feel like so many people, this is, this is going to be kind of a crazy like tangent, but like straight men love, like not all straight men, of course, I don't want to generalize, but like 
locker room straight men love to be like wildly gay. Yes. Like very, I'm like touching dick and cock, yeah. like slapping each other's asses, like all of this like very physical whatever. Oh. And like, oh, well, I'm not gay. All the straight dudes at my work, it's all gay jokes all day long. Literally. Like, ah. But I'm like, you guys like attribute being gay as shameful, mm -hmm. which is why you, when you're like, oh, well, I do these fruity things, but I'm not gay. And I'm like, okay, but like, not to say that you are, but also it's a spectrum. Yes. Like it's, it's a gradient. So like you fall somewhere in in the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make you gay. It doesn't make you anything because the concept of labels is rigid and binary. Yes. And we live outside of a binary. And so when you figure, once you let the concept of living outside of that exist, you all of a sudden can exist in whatever you are without having to be like, I'm a straight man that wears heels. It's like, okay, well, you're just, you're just you're a just person that, who, yeah, you're exactly. just doing you. Like it's, oh my goodness. Exactly. And then I like what, like where I was saying, I love to plant seeds in straight men's brains. I, on my way over here, I was like, people love to say that. It's like, oh, you're trying to turn them. I was like, first of all, there's no such thing as turning because yeah. I'm like, I'm not turning anything. I'm just making you realize that something exists in you. Yes. Which it's always existed. You just never uncovered it or felt the comfort, comfortability to uncover it. Mm. Whatever. You guys, we, I went on a crazy tangent. No, Sorry. I love it. But it's the same thing as like what it's it's like almost saying like people we don't believe people can't change or something. It's no, we absolutely can mm -hmm. change. And maybe we've had these beliefs that we grew up with. But all of a sudden, these beliefs don't apply to us anymore. Right. It's kind of like what you're saying with the Prop 8 stuff. I I mean, I grew grew up raised in Orange County. The 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 circle I was in was totally a bubble. It was very all my friends went to church. So I went to church. My mm -hmm. mom was raised Catholic. And so. When I saw these people on the side of the road with their yellow signs saying, you know, no on Prop 8, yes on Prop 8, I was like, Mom, what's that mean? I was just driving to 8th yeah. grade, you know, in carpool. And my mom said, well, you know how um, marriage is between a man and a woman and God wants it that way? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. She goes, that's just what it is. They're just trying to change it. I was like, okay. So yeah. then I'm going to say, what was it? Yes on Prop 8? I was, think yes was like was, in support of traditional marriage. Yes. And, and no so was I was like, like, okay, great. So I'm yes. Yeah. And like, didn't no one, I didn't have it challenged or changed or anything right. like that because it was just like, okay, cool. That's what you want. That's what I want. Da -da -da. Yeah. I won't question it. And then as soon as I started thinking about it, it was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. Why, why do I care about what, why, why should I right. care about who's marrying who? Like it. Right. And luckily my mom too, like ever since her kid yeah. uh, came out she's realizing too oh yeah why was i believing that stuff thank god yeah. she's and she me and her we've changed and grown so much as yeah. people because of these facts and it's just mm -hmm. so funny that it's like it's really a matter of just whether you want to challenge what you've been taught or not and i think some people can make it to like 50s or 60s and just still be in that bubble and mm -hmm. never have their thoughts be challenged same thing with my mom i like my mom our relationship has changed drastically since come since i came out mm -hmm. and like just how much she's grown and learned it's slay oh so, so slay give your parents the opportunity to grow and change mm -hmm. obviously like you know if it gets a little scary then you make your own decisions and Absolutely. i will support you in whatever you choose mm -hmm. but like i think i saw it was sasha colby mm -hmm. icon she was talking about um, like transitioning and she's like, when you are transitioning, you are also everyone else around you is transitioning with you. Of course. Not that they're obviously their gender is not transitioning, yeah. but like they are on the journey of understanding you as you understand you. So we have to give them the same like a room to like understand and learn as you're giving yourself the room to understand and learn. It's the difference between 
those parents that when their four-year-old says, I'm a kitty cat now, and I'm going to walk on all fours, and I'm going to meow, yeah. and you have to call me kitty cat. It's the difference between the parents saying, absolutely not, I'm not doing that, and the parents saying, huh, okay, and for one week they do it, and then the kid is like, okay, I'm done with that, and then yeah. they move on. Just support. It's not hurting anyone. Yeah. Like every every four-year-old goes through so many different phases. Oh, they're in their Halloween costume phase. They're gonna, they won't take off Spider-Man since mm-hmm. Halloween, and I, ref- you know, whatever. You can... Tell them that's wrong and they're wrong and force them to take it off Mm -hmm. or just let them wear it until it gets stinky and they decide they don't want to wear it for themselves. Like what's so wrong with a phase, I guess. (laughs) Exactly. It's trying out who you want to be until you figure out exactly who you want to be. It's, it's, Sometimes I feel like it's really not that deep and people make it a whole exactly. lot deeper than it needs to be. <laughs> Literally. It is extremely deep. It's the deepest thing ever. But at times I'm like, I just I just don't want people to like get mad if I like the men's line is shorter in the restroom and I just want to go and like take a little wee. Literally. You know, I'm not hurting anyone. <laughs> so to then tie into like what you're saying about like um Girl, the the train yes. has left the station. Choo choo, choo choo. My my train of thought. Goodbye. Um, but let me just bring up you guys. I wrote so many notes down of just so many random questions. Um, well, for you, like as a person who identifies as non-binary, and I also identify as non-binary, you're like in that large field of thought. Mm-hmm. When did it like really settle in for you, or like when did yes. when did that thinking like permeate your brain oh my god yes okay i'm glad you asked this because this is way clearer to me than being gay ever was when i look back at my Mm. life like where it's like i i wish it was one of those i always knew i was gay but i didn't but this i always knew i was not a girl but i never had the words for it and it since I was a child, like watching TV, like I wanted to be like Anastasia. I didn't want to be Anastasia. I wanted to be Dimitri and I wanted Anastasia. But then right. I was so obsessed with that movie. Like my mom would be like, oh, so I'll get you Anastasia things and you want that and all that. And, yeah. you know, it was okay, sure. That, that makes sense. But it was yeah. just, I was so obsessed with this movie and I wanted to be the hero in it. And then as I got more into theater, I think this is where things really clicked because mm-hmm. it was like, I just wanted the male roles and not even necessarily the male roles, but like I never identified with the ingenue. I mm-hmm. never wanted to be like Cinderella or Alice in Wonderland or whatever, right. but I was like, oh, I want to be that chimney sweep. Or like, oh, I want to be like, yeah. there was these weird little side characters. And so I have a joke where I say like, if you don't think you have ever met a non-binary person, you have, they just played the old man in your uh, high school theater show. Literally. They just played the animal character in your theater. That is literally the roles we played. Like they were like, we don't know what to do with you. So you're going to play like, Cinderella's father or like yeah. you're gonna be milky white because we don't know what to do with you literally like, milky white those are just non-binary people that's yeah. my, that should be my hot take right it's like and so it's so funny because like like for me like I I it's yes I love that there are all these roles coming out with like for non-binary people and all that mm-hmm. but it's starting to come into this thing where every time I get an audition and it's for a play or a musical or a tv show movie whatever and it's a non-binary character it becomes this like Every line. I've had to say the line, please don't call me that. So many fucking times. Oh, my God. It becomes the this, like, um, like a, a stereotype of struggle. Yeah. Where sometimes I'm like, I just want to play Pinocchio and Shrek. Like, it's not that deep. Uh, like, my dream role mm-hmm. is Pinocchio and Shrek. Me too. Like, literally, oh I'm like, gosh. I just love that role. Like, I don't, I don't want to be Fiona. I don't want to, like, I don't yeah. want to do that stuff. But and everyone goes, 
oh my God, that's amazing. Cause it's like, you want to be a real boy and all that. I'm like, no, I just want to be a puppet in overalls. Yeah. And I love his songs. Like it's yeah. not that deep. So sometimes I'm just like begging people to just like see us as like maybe a part that's not traditionally what you'd see. Yeah. You know, and it makes sense. It's a puppet. Right. It's not a straight man. But like, I rem- I literally right. remember like, I so I, I, I've told my agents that, that that's one of my dream roles. And a theater was doing it, and they said, we are actively looking for a gender non-conforming, non-binary person to play this role. And mm-hmm. they still went with the same, like, cis dude after yeah. I went in and slayed it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But then it's like, I don't know, you've got things like Jagged Little Pill and all these other shows where it's like they just want to, like, kind of harp on the struggle of it all and the identity yeah. of it, which there is absolutely a time and place for that, and it's mm-hmm. very important. But sometimes it's like... <laughs> I just want to go in for Sweeney Todd. I just hope you'd see me as that. Yeah. You know, like it's it's not that deep. So I remember connecting with these types of roles growing up, but being like, oh, I'll never get to do that. Yeah. But in that way, I look back and go, oh, there was my gender identity the whole time was these like side characters, not even yeah. like straight man. I identify as that. It was like, oh, I totally identify as this weird random villain side character that you don't have much like or you don't have much development for but that's where the magic was because it was like you had the imagination to develop it for yourself that's me yeah yeah yeah. because i feel the same way like okay scrooge okay oh my gosh please friggin year i was cast as a cratchit all I wanted was to be chimney sweep. I didn't even want to be tenant. I just wanted Louis? to be chimney sweep. I wanted to be Louis oh, so bad. Oh my god! And I would go in for it. And like he doesn't really talk. And so like I'd be in the callbacks and stuff. And they would just always cast the same sorts of people. Yeah. And then they would cast me and my sister as Martha and Belinda Cratchit because we were sisters. And yay that. And yeah. like we would only ever. I mean, I'm I'm an identical twin. So granted, we would only ever get the twin roles, which was sometimes great and sometimes terrible depending yeah. on how big or small they were. But I was never seen as like. This individual who just wanted and Louis is literally the tiniest part. Like it's yeah, it is so small. I just liked the costume. I just wanted to wear a little chimney sweep costume. Yeah. I had to wear my stupid shit with my apron and my mob cap. And, yeah. my, and I hated oh. it every time. I was my just goodness. so mad. <laughs> so I want to talk about like I talked a little bit about this with Betty and just like our place in the industry and like what we see for ourselves in the industry. Like, what do you see for yourself as, like, a non-binary individual, like, in in moving forward in the industry and parts that you want for yourself mm-hmm. and parts that you want to start seeing for yourself? Totally. Yeah, I – it's interesting because because I do – and I acknowledge, I'm like, I still pass as a female. I recognize that, mm-hmm. like, I still will go out for those parts. And some of the greatest roles I've played have been females. Um, but I just want – I would love – to see like more non-traditional casting when like the gender really doesn't matter. Like, yeah. did you ever hear about how like Alien was written genderless, the movie? No. So the movie Alien was written completely genderless and Sigourney Weaver, like it wasn't written for a female or a male. It was just written with parts, I yeah. guess. Um, or I'm, And I might be getting this wrong. Don't quote me on this. But right. I had been reading about it and um, it's the reason why Sigourney Weaver's character is regarded as one of the most strongest female characters in a movie as it wasn't originally written for a woman. Yeah. And so I think that would be a super cool take Mm -hmm. to see to see people going out for parts that like maybe if we had, you know, I don't know, we're doing a rom-com and it's got a straight couple. Why not see a non-binary person going for the male lead? Not you don't have to cast them, but like why not just open the door for those people and just yeah. see how it would change your movie and change your things? Right? I am absolutely all for more trans and non-binary characters. I think right. that should absolutely be a given. 
But I think it just, the perception of who we cast needs to change because it's one of my favorite things is I've, I've worked for this company, Secret Cinema. I did mm -hmm. their Stranger Things show, Arcane show, um, and I just did the launch event for uh, the Diablo video game. Okay. They have, unbeknownst to them, all three of the shows they've done here, they've cast three non-binary leads in their roles and mm -hmm. just didn't know it. R11 was non-binary. Jinx was non-binary. And now Lilith, um, the demon, was also right. non-binary. And it was completely based on who crushed it in the callbacks. Yeah. And also who looked the part you have to look right, for, too, which is kind of sucky. You have to, But it's so funny to realize, oh, yeah, all these non-binary people live really well in video game worlds and That's what I was going to say. I feel like video games are very progressive in regards to, like, entertainment yes. as versus, like, film and television. Yes. And to me, it's so exciting to where it's, like, it's not like we're, like, trying to be, like, yes, and they cast all non-binary people because they're so inclusive or whatever. It's just, like, oh, no, we just all happen to be non-binary people who all crushed it and mm -hmm. got the roles, and that's just how it should be, and right. we should be able to play these. I mean, if if people feel that gender fluidity in them, why not let them play different genders? Right. Which is a good segue into the entire straight people paying, playing queers conversation yes. you wanted to get into. I wanted to get into that because I have been very hot and bothered publicly about that com about that topic for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. I think I've personally like moved a little bit away from that. Me too. Like in recent years, I think, and I also, I thought about this question in the shower today too, where it's like, how has your perspective on the world changed the more peace you have found within yourself? Mm. Because I think, like I think a lot of queer people can talk about this where it's like the the anger and the like the fury that you feel about like not being able to be yourself tends to project itself at the world. And the more peace you find over the years with your sexuality and gender and expression, the more patient you become, the more like, I don't want to say soft, but like for lack of better words, like you become like a, a more well-rounded and soft individual. Yeah. But how has, how has that experience shaped your perspective, especially on this topic about yes. like, like queer, non-queer people, playing queer roles so it's so funny because my 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 opinion has changed so much in mm -hmm. the beginning in the very very beginning before I even was really understanding my identity and my queerness or whatever I was like yeah why shouldn't straight people play queer people and vice versa like mm -hmm. why and because because to me I was seeing like all these especially in theater like all these queer men playing straight leads yeah. on Broadway so I was like why is that such an issue and then as I got out into the industry and started mm -hmm auditioning and going out for these roles and getting so freaking excited when I would get this role in my inbox and read the sides and get so excited and then see them cast a straight person yeah and realizing I was in it was a lot of jealousy on top mm -hmm. of it because it's like yes of course I'm jealous I wanted that role like, yeah this spoke to me and you're like a straight person getting it of course right. you did it feels like this weird like privilege they have over mm -hmm. me when at the same time here I am playing like straight roles that probably straight people wanted to play it's right. not in the same caveat because there's of course right there's not a lot of queer roles and there's plethora of straight roles but right. in the same way i realized i don't want them to only cast queer people if if the integrity of the piece is lost or the i don't know if if things aren't fitting i guess if a straight person can really really prove themselves and show yeah. up and be the best for the role right i and i again i don't know if my opinion is really solidified on this it's kind right. of changed because i again i just saw lucas hedges in brokeback mountain on the west end and he fucking crushed it and like it was funny where yeah mike faced the 
I don't know. I don't know either. I think he, he probably, reads very queer to me. Right. But I don't want to proclaim anything or not. But he's right. a very Broadway guy, whatever. I actually had a harder time believing him as a like rugged cowboy mountain man just simply because of his physicality and the way he was built. Like mm -hmm. he was such a little string bean and he was adorable. Yeah. That was the one thing that kept bumping me was yeah. he was phenomenal in the role, but like he didn't have necessarily the right look. Yeah. It was still phenomenal show gorgeous right. i think they did an amazing job but i'm like right. okay i can see how in certain instances when it comes down to it how certain people need to be selected and how others don't i'll never be in that process and i'll never be a casting director probably doing that i would probably try to be as authentic as possible yeah but i don't know people are you know there's the, the Last of Us episode that people That's were, you know, like, up, where it's yeah. just like, when you do it justice, I, I, it's, it's hard to disagree with it sometimes, right. you know? Also, I'm like, the, I, cause I'm like, I, I don't know, acting and like the theory of acting is like obviously something you can get into and whatever, oh, man, but I'm yeah. like, and like how, what, where something is a character and where something is true to you and like yes. the, the, the blurred lines of all of it, mm -hmm. but I'm like, I feel like these straight people who are so successfully able to bring a queer character to life isn't because they're an incredible actor. Obviously they are, but yeah. like, I'm like, there's a queerness that exists in them that I don't necessarily think they are aware of or oh. were aware of before or even after. Now that's but I think take. that that exists in them. Absolutely. So I don't think that they are a straight actor. Maybe they're in a straight or they appear like heteronormative appearing or whatever, mm -hmm. like a straight or cis appearing person. But I think it exists within them yeah. and like just like it exists within me I'm just more vocal and open about it yeah. I don't think they understand it yet mm -hmm. and like I I because people were saying that to me because I was like I lived for Nick Offerman in the uh, that episode of The Last of Us yeah. if you haven't watched The Last of Us you guys episode three I believe it was I, yeah was just one of the most beautiful episodes of television you'll see in a long time so highly recommend yeah. and his performance was just and people were like, oh, but he's like a straight guy. And like, you're, you've been really vocally against that. And I was like, yeah, but I think in recent years, I've understood that, like, like you were saying, if they can bring just, if they can bring the life to the piece, if they can justify their choices, if they, if they're doing it justice, then really, why does it matter? Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's what's being done should be done in it, whatever, period. Yeah. And it's also one of those, I would hope, although this isn't always the case, I would mm -hmm. still hope that the part is going to the best actor every right. time. Not who's going to bring in the most views or who's the most popular, or who's right. not controversial at the moment, you know? Yeah. Yes, I would hope you're authentically casting things, but at the very end of the day, if there's just no queer actor doing it like Nick Offerman, then yeah, I would say give it. I don't, I don't yeah. know. It's it's so hard and it feels almost like scary to say that yeah. because I'm like, I know people will be like, are you kidding? Blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know. It it I think it's very different than... I, I have a very different opinion on uh, able-bodied people playing disabled. disabled roles. Oh, absolutely. I think that's completely different. Oh, yeah. It's because, like, like, one's experience based on one's, like, your genetic, literal makeup yes, is yes. Like, I don't different. ever think a hearing actor should play a deaf character. I don't ever think that should be a thing because there are so many deaf actors out there who will never even get an audition mm -hmm. for a deaf character, period. And it's just not right. And especially when people say, oh, well, it's okay because this – this character was hearing and they lost or they and they lost it. So so at least this person can still play because it's like, no, there's still deaf actors. I literally have a friend who was hearing and lost her hearing at 22 and now she's completely deaf. So she can play that. She knows it better. than She anyone. knows that experience like, better than anyone else. Whereas right. me, I could play straight because, honey, I played straight my whole life. Like, <laughs> you know, right. 
disabled people can't play able-bodied and get away with it and whatever you know like mm -hmm. when i mean they're invisible disabilities obviously not not saying that those people can those people can sometimes hide if they want right that was a weird take that out um but, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say though but like yeah. certain disabled people they can't just choose to hide it or put it away right like, like how some people can hide, hide their queerness. sexuality yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's i think it is different in that aspect or right. like i would like I would never do a Scarlett Johansson and try and play like someone other than white. Our Asian you know, queen, like yeah, right. exactly. Oh, our Asian actress. I know our month. Asian actress queen, Miss Scarlett Johansson. It is, yeah. But again, where 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 do those lines cross when it comes to sexuality? Yeah. Because I know a lot of people, a lot of queers are gonna have a different. Oh opinion yeah. Than me. And I feel like the, at the end of the day, it's like every piece, every film, every piece of television, every whatever piece of media is its own project, and it should be honored in that like bubble mm -hmm. because it's like we can't make a generalizing like opinion and apply it to everything because that won't work because everything mm -hmm. is different mm -hmm. so it's like it's i feel like it's circumstantial which then leads me into like we kind of talked about it earlier where it's like for the future of what what you want to do and perform and, and play in the future like where do you see yourself going uh, and like what 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 work do you want to see created for like our community Ooh, good question God, I just want, it's like, I hate that I'm like, I just want everything that straight people have in queer version. But like, you know, like I, in, I, in I the know way of mean. like, like, I just want, I want like a TV show I can turn on that just feels so authentically like a world I would live in. Or like, yeah. you know, like it, like, like the, you know, I grew up on The Office and a lot of people like that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a very, um, I feel like polarizing TV show. Yeah. But there was one gay character and they were like the butt of a lot of jokes and all that where I'm like, no, I just want an office where it's like a few queer people working at the office because that's just life. Like yeah. that is life. I want you know? it to reflect an actual office. Like I want, yes, I want, th I want things. I, I want revolutionary shows like Pose, but I also just want to like turn on like a shitty Hallmark lesbian movie, yeah. you know, where it's just, and none of it is like controversial and like, I don't know, um, people don't have to take stands or make posts or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I just like want those options. And luckily there are so many more options right. now, but at the same time, it still feels like, you know, like there's one non-binary character in this TV show. And so it's going to be me and all 30 of my friends auditioning for it. Yeah. And that's rough. And that's still like the stage. I'm right. in. God, I just want, I just want, I want to see shitty musical productions in that basement down the street that you and your friends put on. And it's just yeah. like a queer take on something. I'd right. so much rather see that than some like perfectly polished, I don't know, re revive of like merrily again, you know, or yeah. like, I don't know it, it, or I don't want to see a gay take on something. I just want new stuff. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't need to see the revival of this with two girls in the lead instead. I just, yeah. you know, I just, yeah. Although that's it's like it it's, is interesting it is fun, to I see it like refleshed out in a different oh, yeah. way. When done I'm right, like, we can do that off Broadway, insane. but like yes. let's let's leave space for new work that Absolutely. just tells new stories. Yeah. Like SpongeBob was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun too. That was a fun musical. Like right. we don't need to, you know, I don't know. We don't need to take like these things from the 30s that are super archaic and be like, okay, now how do we adjust it for today's lens? And yeah. it's like, well, we can't yeah because it's, 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 it's structurally hard. not going yeah. to allow for that so i just yeah more more just media in general i think i think my that'll be my hot take i want like really shitty gay stuff <laughs> like bros i want yes oh i didn't see it i didn't either i don't but you know. we we know it's shitty like, we saw it on twitter I mean? like okay or like have you been watching the ultimatum the queer version no 
We turned it on to just be like, let's just put something on. I have, we finished it last night, mm -hmm. the reunion. I have never been so invested in a show, in a reality show. And I realized I'm like, oh, I've never had a queer reality show like this where it's right. just like, oh, this is trash. You know, like, I mean, some of it's yeah. amazing. I learned so much how to communicate better from watching the show right. and like watching people's like issues with confrontation. But at the same time, like we were just laughing our butts off at like these people stupid. who are just making fools of themselves. And it's right. like, oh yeah, this has always been a thing. But like, where's queer fear factor, you know? <laughs> oh, queer factor. <laughs> But yeah, that, I mean, it's it's like the same thing when it ties into like people of different like colors of their skin. Of it's like, I mean, obviously it's a different conversation, but it's like the same idea where it's like people shouldn't be defined to like their experiences to, in, in regards to the roles that they can play. Yeah. Where it's like, let people like, let a, a black girl play Cinderella. Oh because why does it matter? God. Like they don't have to play something that is about being who they are. The freaking it's just, backlash over that stuff is like yeah. some of the funniest stuff to me where it's just like that that's the hill you're gonna die on Literally. a black mermaid, really. 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 Like it's the same thing with queerness. It. Like yeah. let queer people play like that character that it doesn't have a sexuality and like just because they're queer they're not assigning a sexuality they're just playing the role in yes. whatever way feels true to them make winnie the pooh gay you cowards I don't know. literally <laughs> and like ugh. i mean we're coming a long way alex newell just won a tony slay yes. and i can't remember their name but the one who's in some like it hot yes they also won a tony mm -hmm. non-binary i believe mm -hmm. two tony winners non-binary this year so we're making ground we're we're getting our way there, but you know, lots of lots of places to go. Did you see the joke of um, people were like, "Now that no cis man won for a musical category this year, watch them change all the categories and genders Next and year. all that, so that they can ensure that happens." You know, uh, oh like, my god, watch it get more inclusive now. Well, <laughs> fingers crossed. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> but to wrap up our episode, you guys, we played this episode, this game last week, and I'm gonna play it this week too because I just think it's so fun. So this game is gonna be called Gender This. Ooh. To where we're going to, these are going to be inanimate objects, of course. They do oh. not have identities. They do not have like predetermined characters, traits, blah, blah, blah. Not that. It's going to be like fully inanimate objects. And we are going to assign any range of the gender spectrum to these inanimate objects oh my God. just for the fun. <laughs> I okay. love this. So where did it? Oh, it's right here. It's on the backside. LOL. <laughs> um, okay. Uggs. Oh, that is the straightest woman of my life. <laughs> she, her, period. <laughs> she, She's she hasn't had her period in years. Period. <laughs> she's in menopause. And I she's love. she's like making sure she goes to the oldest lady at the checkout because she knows that she's gonna have a good conversation with her, but now mm. she's mad that the lady's taking too long. Period. <laughs> That's her gender. Temperamental. Yes. <laughs> okay, the two dollar bill. Queers two dollar bill. I feel like they them. I feel That's like an I, absolute they mm -hmm. them. Period. Fluid could pass as anything. Just walks in the room, just slays vibes. it down. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's like, we don't know what to do with you, but we love you, and okay. I think we should frame you and put you on a wall. Period. Because <laughs> like we never see you. You're not around that often, but when you're here, it's really you make a statement. Okay. Whey protein. I feel like that one's pretty obvious in my yeah, mind. At least. That's just like. He him like bro. 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 All the but people like, we went to high also, school with. They're like so like like they're. They're putting their thumbs up each other's buttons. Oh, like, absolutely. In the it's but giving, they're like, like no gay, homo, but bro. <laughs> no homo, straight men. Yes. Straight men. Okay. Their name's Chad. Um, the financial collapse of 2008. <laughs> she's so gender fluid. She's so, like, she's just, mm -hmm. she's having her moment. She's she's genderless and she's every gender all in one. Oh, she's like a he, she, they. He, like, she, they. Were yeah. there, like, any pronouns with respect? And, yeah, and, and they're like, whatever you see me as. 
you know? Yeah, like, what do like, you see me as? That's how I identify. Like, they're kind of the scariest person you'll ever meet because it's like yes. they're so comfortable with themselves that they they will cause controversy. They're muscular and tattooed, and you're like, you're everything I want to be. Yeah. And I also want to date you, and now I'm scared. I literally, and they're like, I'll ruin your life. And yes. you're like, uh huh. And basically, the financial like, collapse yes, doesn't mean. Okay, um, the California unemployment website. Oh my God. I feel I, like it's giving he him because I, it I is busted say, down. It's no, it's giving you have pronouns in your bio. And literally. <laughs> it's like, I don't use those things. I, I don't use pronouns. It's like, <laughs> and you're uh-huh. like, oh, you don't understand sure. sentence structure. Okay. Literally. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't pass English class? Yes. Interesting. Mm. Okay, the Irvine Spectrum. Ooh. Um, she, they, bisexual girly, <gasps> having fun. Ah, period. Yes. Probably going to end up with a man, let's be real, but like she's still like total bi white. She's the girl who wants to have fun. Yes. And we're like, girly pop, but that. like she doesn't And she's such an ally. <gasps> oh my God. Mm-hmm. She's a plus. Yeah. An LGBTQIA she's, plus. She's the girl who goes, um, actually, they use they, them pronouns. Thank mm-hmm. you. And the person's like, literally. Ah. <laughs> Period. Come on, <laughs> Irvine Spectrum. Okay, this one's like our high school experience. El, Tor- El Toro High School, the 20 step. So if you guys don't know, our, our high school we went to was like iconic for this set of stairs that exist that literally people would do crazy tricks on skateboards down and literally almost if, die. If you just say El Toro 22 on YouTube, you will come up with mm-hmm. videos with like millions of views, yep. unfortunately. People drove cars down it. Like it is a well-known skateboarding icon. And for that, I must say, it's giving, it's giving he him, but like, but like, you, but like uh, tolerable, yes. yeah. But like, or not ally, um, he him, but like very very cool with like non gender conforming things, but will never realize that's uh, that about themselves. Yeah, does that make sense? Like yes, they're that absolutely. goth skateboarder, but you're like, yeah, you. You, you don't know it yet. You you'll, don't know you'll it You'll figure it yet, out maybe. You, that's absolutely them because they're still making people stumble. I tripped up those uh, me freshman too. year. I, twi- I tripped up them twice in one day and I vowed that day I was never wearing sandals to school again and I never did because Period. I was wearing sandals and I tripped in them and I was like, this is the most embarrassing day of my life. I'm going to go die now. I'm never wearing sandals again. Ever. And I, didn't I was going to trip down. that trauma. I, I know. I would have taken people. I would have died. I know. that Those stairs are unsafe. I would have cracked my head and died. And that ramp was so long and all the way out in the corner. Uh, literally. I, I was going to say, our poor students in wheelchairs having to fucking. I, I had I had um, AJ in one of my classes uh-huh. and he was in a wheelchair and he, we literally were just like, he is allowed to get here five minutes late because how the hell is he going to get across campus in time? Like literally, it was just a known thing. And it's like, wow. From like the Spanish building to the science building, the longest walk you'll like ever take in your life. two miles and you're literally. just like booking it. Mm-hmm. Like, in five minutes, allegedly. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the walk symbol. Like the one that comes on the little white person. Oh. What do you think? Um, I feel like he they. I was gonna say it's kind of like a he they. It's definitely so he's like he'll be like yeah hi, but also or be like, like they doesn't bother me. No, exactly. <laughs> he's just kind of like unbothered by anything. Yeah. He's like I'm just I'm walking to you. Yeah, no he's one a New uses, Yorker. Yes, no one uses they them, but they like have that energy about them, and they're like that would never bother me if you did. Yeah, you know, and everyone's exactly. like what's that about you? Maybe and they paint they're their definitely nails. gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah. absolutely, they yeah. paint their nails, but they do they don't go to the salon. They do it themselves. Yes, Work. Oh God, one of my directors literally we went around. He's like. Who's British? He goes, oh, why don't we introduce ourselves and say who we're playing? You know, we got to like uh-huh. one non-binary person who said, "Hi, I'm da da. My pronouns are they them." So then the pronoun thing yeah. started around the train, and th- at the very end, he goes, "Oh, uh, by the way, my pronouns are he him, but they them doesn't bother me either." And I was like, 
ally. You're uh, like, we are going to have a good show. Let me like, give you a little kiss on the cheek, baby. Like, and, he, and he had gray hair. You know, like I was expecting like just like a, okay, great. Let's move on. To yeah. He was, well, that doesn't bother me either. I was like, that in that simple moment, you just showed us all who you really are You're and like, you are beautiful. A little kiss on the cheek yes. for you, sir. Okay, TSA pre-check. Straight. But... Oh, pre-check. Uh-huh. Oh, pre-check. Mm-hmm. I oh. recently got pre-check and I live. I wish. Okay, no, no, no. Sorry. I was just thinking TSA, period. Oh, yeah, TSA no, pre-check, no. that is, that's like a drag queen. That's like, <sighs> that's like strutting past everyone else. Mm-hmm. Special privileges. Ooh. And stripper heels and yeah. like she, an outfit that would like everyone She, looked. her, they, them. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> or like her, her bio would say like that slash bitch, you know? Like. <laughs> <gasps> period. They're like pronouns. Anything. Yes, yes. You you tell me. Yeah, Whatever you, you want to define me as, that's your business, baby. What a power move. Mm-hmm. I will never forget when someone said that to me. I was doing a commercial and, I, and we were talking. They were like, oh, yeah, I just, I my pronouns, whatever you see me as, I love. And I'm like, okay, you're too powerful for me. <laughs> you're like, okay, I'm a little afraid. Yeah. It's giving 2000, okay, huh? Financial collapse of 2008. It's too powerful. Collapse. You're like, you possess something that. Like you transcend. I, I want to be. Yeah. Damn. And then the, our final one, ring lights. I hate them. Sorry. I, so It's a she, her Instagram bitch who's trying to MLM her way into mm-hmm. like, like they're, okay, they're great. I use them for things, but like, oh man, they're not great, you know? No, busted. Yeah. Too expensive for what they are. They get the job done when it's dark, but oh my God, the like demonic white circles in the eyes. Uh-huh. I could really do without these days. Literally. I'm like. Ring lights are like this, like the toxic straight versus like the box lights or whatever the ones that are like yes. with the, the things around them. Those are like those are the sleigh ones. Like, can we just talk about like natural lighting through a window? Like, have you ever just found that mm-hmm. and then just like pulled out that phone and been like, oh, that's where it is? Like, You're like I'm the most beautiful yes. human being to exist on this planet. Ring light to me is like a fitness influencer. Who has literally had so much work done, but is like, you can look like me if you just put your mind to it. And you're like, you're And you give me a hundred dollars a yeah. month to tell you to do a setup. And like shill my protein powder for me. And like, like it's just, oh, there's something about it where it started mm-hmm. as this is a necessity for self-tapes in my bedroom during quarantine. And two, this is a necessity for anyone who wants to work from home and do their own business and be their own boss. Like, oh, and it yeah, it's very much giving me. MLM, MLM girly pop. Oh, well, period. Y'all heard it here first. So um, that's going to be the end of our episode. We oh. truly covered so many topics. I feel if like you... I just spoke a mile a minute. Me I'm too. So sorry. I can't wait to re-listen to this episode because I literally we were giving you everything. We were talking hot takes. We were talking. I don't know if I finished takes. I just started new ones we, halfway exactly. through. It just, we're giving so you thoughts. all just every caveat of our brain. Yeah. And just expanding. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you gained something mm-hmm. about understanding what it's like as a gender non-conforming or a queer person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what I wanted to accomplish today that the binary is something that we give power to. And if you want to exist outside of it, you have the power to do that. Yes. So find that within yourself today or this week or this year, or maybe in the next couple of years, take your time. Kit, thank you so much for being here. Oh. It's a pleasure and honor. I can't wait to have you back because there's so much we can talk about. Thank you for listening to my truth. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to our and sharing your truth. Your truth with oh, me. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your truth and making it our truth. Oh, baby. Because baby, together we rise. <laughs> well, you all, I hope you live in your truth today. Have a great rest of your day, you guys. I will see you on next week's final episode of Pride Month. I hope you have a great rest of your Pride week and a Pride month. I will see you guys later, skaters.
Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Parker's Pointless Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review, share this with a friend, or both. Can't wait to chat with you all again next week. This is your host, the daintiest doll in town, Parker, signing off.